0: What's up internet? This is your friend Jeremy. Uh, I am here to tell you about the Diggity Duck Bundle Volume 2. That's right, we brought it back. Duckfeed has put together exclusive episodes of every single one of its shows um, across the network and you can pay a low, low price to get every single one of those with the proceeds going directly to charity that's right all of the money goes to charity everybody we're donating to uh, life after hate the domestic violence hotline Moms demand action for gun sense in america um, at the time of this recording duck feed uh, excuse me the duck bundle is not live so i don't know the actual link for it so i'm just going to point you at duckfeed.tv slash store and i'm going to tell you that me and gary recorded an episode of days of future cast on the x-men anime that's right we got gary to watch anime everybody and it was a time let me tell you uh it's probably like a two hour episode where we cover 12 episodes of anime, which equates to about three episodes of the x-men animated series i'm kidding i'm kidding i can't stop i'm sorry uh but go check it out there's some really great episodes in there not just days of future cast there's some really good um watch out for fireballs content and uh, i haven't listened to it yet but i'm very excited to for the return of bonfireside chat they're bringing back everybody's favorite guest richard pillbeam and talking about a bunch of cut content for bloodborne and dark souls 3 and the soul series in general it's going to be an extremely great episode uh once again duckfeed.tv slash store click on that diggity duck bundle link and uh just donate to your heart's content and enjoy this episode. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where we talk about the back half of movies and only the back half. We do not worry no. about the intros.
1: <laughs> do not listen to the last episode by any means. Do if not, you have already listened to the episode, skip this one. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> uh, how are you today, Gary? How, how how's, how's life been treating you since last we spoke?
1: uh not that's that's super great like my stomach's kind of upset so oh no the uh in in the time in which we uh we left yeah i just uh i i've been i've been kind of a mess in general and i haven't been sleeping well and that's been uh and then lots of stress and it's kind of affecting all aspects of my life so the uh yeah i mean i'll do all right but the uh so literally since the last time we talked my 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 stomach's taking a little bit of a turn but i am okay okay um, how are you I'm, since last time I talked how's, how's,
0: uh, how are the dogs uh, they're very good um, there was mm-hmm. a thunderstorm that passed early which uh, means that maybe didn't eat her food So, uh, and they've both been kind of cooped up in here with me so as soon as I opened up the door both dogs went to try to go claim maybe's food uh, not realizing oh. that I am a human <laughs> and I put it on the counter to, pre- to prevent all of this mm-hmm. um, so there's going to be a little fight later to see who gets maybe's food um, so looking, for, looking yeah. forward to filming that and put it on um, dogfights.com
1: i am uh rooting for you buddy
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> I hope you can get it um yeah so, so yeah we're uh this is part two uh the last episode we covered the first half of days of future past uh the mm-hmm. the second x-men movie and this current trilogy that we have i guess is the best way to say that the quadrology the quadrology that we're, we're currently experiencing yeah. um and, uh, we mm-hmm. got up into the point where kind of the, the big, one of the big set pieces is going to happen that's going to lead us directly into the, the climax of the movie, which is, you know, as you mentioned, a good 45 minutes to an hour worth of climax. It's, it's a um, dual climax.
1: It, it's a tantric sting-esque climax Ooh, as man. we deal with it. It's we, my favorite kind of climax. We, we
0: straddle the timelines climaxing mm-hmm. in both. So yeah, we got up to the to the climax of the movie to our sting esque climax, and uh, we took we took a break because we didn't want to make a four hour podcast. And there's a, it's going to take us a while to get through the back half of this movie, Gary. Because uh, the, up until now, it's been fairly straightforward. Like we we met our characters in the future. We sent our we sent our Wolverine back in time to save the future, and he's just been kind of gathering the troops. And while we see what our what our villains are doing, and our villains in this case are Trask um, trying to build these Sentinels, and not really a villain, but a kind of an antagonist in the form of Mystique, who's going to set off the the apocalypse essentially, yeah. essentially uh, by killing Trask. Um, yeah. So we we've gotten up into the point where all of our characters are going to meet up in Paris at the uh, 1973 Peace Accords. So uh, mm-hmm. and we kind of left off. I feel like we can just jump back in. Do you want to? Do you want to? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to get right Let, into let's it? Let's do it. Okay. Let's get let's get right into it. So. Um, We start off with Trask walking into a room full of generals um, and otherwise political figures to basically pitch them on the idea that mutants are horrible and we Mm -hmm. should kill them. And the only thing that can really kill them are these sentinels that he has designed. And he has kind of a briefcase with this weird like film projector thing, which is actually looks Mm kind of cool. Like it looks, it looks cool and old, like kind of low tech at the same, in the same time, which I I like, um, Mm -hmm. And he kind of fetishously describes these these sentinels. at one point, saying that uh, they can fire fire off two thousand rounds per minute of thermo ceramic ammunition, uh, which is really yeah. weird. It's just a really like long winded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can sway the the hell out of these dudes. Let me tell you, um, it's a
1: it's very like the fact that everything is space age plastics and non metal feels very uh, like specific subtweet to Magneto. <laughs> You know? <laughs> it's just the US government
0: <laughs> subtweeting Magneto for the last 50 years. Like,
1: yeah, 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 just by making everything not out of metal. Like, every time, do you think Magneto, whenever he sees anything that isn't made out of metal, he's just like, ah, just say it to my fucking face.
0: I wonder, no. uh, in the last episode, we talked about that line that he has where he, t- he sees Wolverine's claws and he says, what if those are metal? I wonder if that's his reaction to anything that's to not. Everything. Metal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like the week just brings out like a meatloaf and just like, what if this was metal
0: in the, uh, in the next movie, so, okay. he's going to be like a, uh, like a, like a, a logger guy. Like he's gonna be cutting down trees. And I yeah. wonder if he just looks at every tree and goes, what if those were metal?
1: <laughs> he, he's, he's not actually, he lives in, in a forest, but he works at like an iron plant. And uh, oh, he that's works in right. a place it that is, smells like he's is. very much, <laughs> he's,
0: he's very much, he very much, he went to a metal spot and said, I'm going to be in yeah, the metal place. <laughs>
1: yeah. So where everything is metal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> I forgot about yes. that. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have a lot of fun with that when we get uh, to it. <laughs> yeah. It's very,
1: very funny. Um, So, so, uh, and the, what, what Trask is doing here? it is it's is the United States wouldn't buy the Sentinels essentially. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he's going around to see if he can get another country to
0: buy it yeah which is uh treason if you're not if you're not up to date on oh, your yeah. <laughs> if you're not up to date yeah. on your uh, military law like selling yeah. military secrets that the US military yeah. has funded for you to other foreign nationals or foreign countries is is definitely considered treason like treason mm-hmm. you know that that George Bluth like yeah, treason. <laughs> treason yeah he's, um, he's actually and that actually ends up being a plot development for this yeah. later um so while the he's doing the this, crew, we we are intercut yeah. with our, 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 our like our kind of half X Man team of Xavier, Eric, and uh Logan breaking into this place and then rushing upstairs where there is essentially no security. Um like we're hmm. gonna a lot of the, the this stuff is a kind of just hand wave of like, yeah, they just they got into the building and nobody cared. It, it's very pre nine eleven. Um <laughs> <laughs> Absurdly pre nine eleven yeah. Here. Yeah, are forty years pre nine eleven. Um,
1: and Trask says, you know, somebody says like, how do we know these things will only kill mutants? He's like, well, we have this tracking system. He pulls out this little handheld thing and he's like, oh, there's a mutant in the room. Beep, 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 uh, points at a Raven. Raven is still dressed up as the the Korean guy who she, uh, uh, seduced. Mm -hmm. Um, he's like, oh, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Eventually turns into Raven. Does a bunch more flips and beats everybody up
0: there's a, as she's turning into uh, Raven, there's a part, part where this uh, general guy is just very gracefully like kicking people and like kind of doing like the real, <laughs> the real model esque poses as he does it. And I don't, I don't know how they filmed that. I don't know if they would just super his image or whatever. I don't know anything about that, but it just looks very, very funny to me. Like this mm-hmm. like super, super do general guy, like just straight up, like doing a ballet version of a, of a, of a high kick. So yeah, real, real, real funny. Um, Raven basically clears the room uh, of most of the guards. She does a lot of flips around and stuff like that. And then everybody kind of rushes in. Um, uh, Striker gets, uh, I think everybody rushes in the room. Uh, no she she knocks out Stryker on the floor grabs his gun and then points it at Trask so we've seen this yeah. at the very beginning of the movie this is the part that sets off all the bad stuff and that's where the good guys come rushing in and uh, at this point Stryker who's on the ground hits the taser to Raven and she goes down um, mm-hmm. and then Magneto using his powers pulls the taser wires out of, <laughs> out of Raven mm-hmm. and just shoves them into Stryker's neck again Stryker is just the punching bag of these early X-Men movies <laughs> in a really fun right. way (laughs) love it love it
1: you remember that villain for ghost man
0: 2 let's uh let's just kick his ass all the time
1: yeah that guy's that guy's a real dickhead um so this this would have been the thing capturing raven here would have been the the turning point uh it's Mm -hmm. prevented here um but everything goes wrong you know this is not as smooth like it seems like they did it they didn't do it um because logan sees striker and that causes him to have like a seizure like it elevates you know gives him an adrenal uh rush that causes him to start freaking out in the future and in the past yeah uh, starts kind of having a seizure um eric is being a hard line about this eric is saying like you know what we can't actually control her uh you've told us about the future you know she's actually got to go um he grabs the gun he points at mystique beast tackles him and as the gun is flying out of his hand he uses his power to pull the trigger
0: yeah it's
1: so fucking cool
0: so very cool uh,
1: Beast when she or Mystique when she saw this runs jumps out the window. He controls the bullet and makes it chase her down in this like really cool slow motion sequence. Um, goes through her leg, uh injuring her leg, which apparently jumping out of like a, like a fourth story window would not have done.
0: Yeah, I mean she's she's um, a mutant, a very, so she can survive long jumps, and she's super strong like that. We just know all that. Yeah, comes really the, comes. There's, comes there's no fall from.
1: damage. No, this this <laughs> is Dark Souls one, not Dark Souls two. Yeah, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you yeah, got that cat ring. I had
0: that cat <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's, uh,
1: um, you know, pr- pretty rad. Um, and she's, uh, she's in her, her native look. So people start seeing her like this is, everything's happening very quickly here. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of important shit in the future. Logan, who is having that, uh, that seizure in the past starts flailing around and cuts, uh, kitty pride. Correct. um magneto uses powers to hold him in place which like you could have been doing this whole time eric what the fuck um and then and then the, uh,
0: magneto says strap him down and like later on we're going to see uh, see wolverine with just <laughs> like, like some, some like nylon straps and i'm like what number one <laughs> where'd you get the <laughs> straps at right? how y'all strapping you're in a you're in a, you're in a, you're in a temple yeah. in japan excuse or china yeah, excuse temple me temple strap yeah <laughs> um i like where everywhere yeah, the i'm tired charles i <laughs> I don't want to do it, Charles.
1: Charles, I've had, I've had a big meal. And I'd like to take a nap, Charles. I'm going to hold him down.
0: I like everywhere yeah. that the future mutants go. There's at least one table like that. They just have an, yeah. either an altar or a table or like, again, you were, you, you called it last episode. This it's, is just table boy. Table boy. Yeah. table boy just
1: grows some straps. The um <laughs> the most to, to <laughs> to hold her down. He's giving <laughs> him a hug.
0: Oh god, Table Boy is like a BDSM table. Like what you do, uh, Table Boy? You go and <laughs> and fell on hard times? Why are you doing this to yourself?
1: BDSM Table Boy is my uh, grinder profile name. So <laughs> the uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh So anywho, um this all happens in the regular cut, that she gets stabbed, but just kind of not a big deal. Mm-hmm. That she gets stabbed in the, uh, the, the thing, this actually turns out to be a plot point pretty soon when we get a rogue, rogue
0: content. That's true. Um, yeah. meanwhile, um, so beast has been knocked out. Like, uh, uh mm-hmm. Eric kind of knocked him out. Logan's freaking out on the floor. Uh, Eric jumps out the window too and, she, and like kind of floats down mm-hmm. and Raven who and, and you have to picture this when she jumped out of this window all of these camera crews are there because this is a historic moment so like she's got hundreds of people taking pictures of her she tries to run away and turn into somebody but before she can really do that Eric uses his powers grabs the bullet and starts dragging her back by the bullet which has to be yeah. the most painful fucking thing I can imagine it, it looks awesome
1: though it like, looks it, it's, really it's super cool. great um, Beast wakes up tackles Eric and throws him to a fountain where he's going to try to drown him like essentially yeah. like emotions are running extremely high
0: yeah this thing just this popped point. the fuck off all of a sudden
1: <laughs> they should have talked they should have done some planning and got on the same page before they all went to go uh, rescue kill this person all three of them are in love with yeah.
0: Um <laughs> <laughs> like in a lot of in a it's lot like, of ways this It's a weird force company over here, I've got to say. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, it's the sequel to Three's company where they just keep up of the ante. Mr. Furley gets in on this shit. Um, yeah.
0: um so, so Logan uh, wakes up, but it's yeah. not—it's not Logan from the future. It's Logan in the past, and he has to—he's flailing around like, "How? Who are you, people? Where did you get here?" Xavier has to explain, like, "You—you you brought us here. You're with us." He's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And finally, Xavier just says, "You took some acid. You took some really bad acid. Just stay there. I'm gonna take care of you," <laughs> which is kind of funny. Yep.
1: <laughs> It's the only thing Charles really helps in this whole scene. Again, you Charles know? is
0: fucking useless in this movie for like a yeah, good he's, he's 70% of it.
1: Extremely bad. Um, Eric is drowning and he's, he looks like he's actually going to drown. It's pretty intense. And beast is like flipping out. Um, mm-hmm. It's good beast content. Um, but he uh, starts pulling down metal from the plaza to lift up uh beast. And there's this really great shot where beast gets lifted up and he realizes he's exposed. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's taking pictures of this, like essentially him and his monster form like being held up. It's like King Kong or something. Uh, super cool. But Raven uses this as an opportunity to get away. Yeah. Uh, turns into a random dude and limps away.
0: Yep. And, uh, in the future, Kitty, like even though she's been wounded, uh, gets, gets Logan back under control. And, uh, in the past, like our future Logan wakes up back in the past under, and and, you know, him and Xavier just jet out. Um, and that's where we go to the white house, uh, where (laughs) this Richard Nixon (laughs) impersonator (laughs) I'm gonna. This is maybe possibly controversial. I actually like
1: all the Nixon content in this movie quite a bit. It's actually fine. It's just it's it's so.
0: I'm so so trained to be laugh every time I see a Richard Nixon impersonator at this point in my life. Like I was not alive when when Nixon was around. Obviously, like when he was president. Mm. So like 1980 and on, all your Richard Nixon content is either he's a shitbag or or he's he's a he's a joke. He's a punchline. So anytime I see him on the screen, I just start laughing immediately. Where he's feeding his dogs or whatever the fuck he's doing. So.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's very funny. Like the, this whole thing. And he's got a couple like line, like Nixon gets in some good digs, uh, which, which I love <laughs> where he's like, he's just really upset. Um, you know, Trask, he's like, ah, you know, I want to know what's going on. Trask shows up, starts explaining things. And it kind of Trask and the Senator who he disagreed with earlier, kind of, you know, trading barbs mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, Nixon, Nixon says, you know, like we need all the world. All the, all we got to protect them. Uh, and, and, uh, Trask goes, you know, I can make that happen. It'll be a little expensive. Uh, and oh, the one, uh, the one shape shifting one, I need her for research pur- purposes. And Nixon's like, I don't care who you fuck as long as you don't fuck me. <laughs> like it just, he's <laughs> so, so over the top. And nixon just got like this, this voice. There's a guy, uh, Brayton used to be, uh, used to know who is a guy who is in their dorm, uh, who had a voice and, uh, Brayton's impersonation with him always sounded like Nixon. Um, and it's one of, it's one of my favorite stories. I always wanted to get Brayton to do like a, a special, like duck Feed presents thing where he just tells me all the stories about this dude. <laughs> and and, and I just laugh. That's how he did. I don't think he actually, he probably didn't actually talk like that, but that's how, how Brayton does him. And he always just said these ridiculous, like he was like, he was writing this like fan fiction thing about Greek goddesses that he wanted to fuck. Oh, And he had these, he had always said all these, like, uh, he was real racist and he said a bunch of like, you know super dumb shit, you know? So like Braden would tell me the stories of this guy and he'd just be like, Oh, I'm not going to do a debate. There are two, there's, there's there's only one tactic. Totally dominate your opponent. Like with doing stuff like that. <laughs> it's fucking like, <laughs> has me rolling. It's some of my favorite, like Brayton content. And, uh, you know, when I can't, I can't think about Nixon without thinking about that dude. I do like I the fact so that uh,
0: when they start having this conversation, Nixon decides to go off the record and turns off the tape because yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's that's your Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump moment in, in this whole thing, yeah. which I think is actually kind of good and like that because it's not like it, they pay some attention to it, but it's not like specifically like over the top called out. Yeah. Um, you know. There's this scene where uh, – or Trask, I think – I don't know if we mentioned this. Trask says that he can make more robots, but he has eight ready to go now. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, So we're going to have some some Sentinels in the frame pr- before long. Uh, Raven is in the, is in the hospital kind of getting doctored up in Paris, uh, and the, she's having this really meaningful conversation with the nurse, where the nurse is like – as they're watching Raven on the news saying like, D- can you imagine being her? And do you think she has a family? And I'm like, no, she's blue. She's not like <laughs> – <laughs> Haven't you? <laughs> haven't you seen Avatar? I mean, come on! It doesn't come out for like forty <laughs> she, years, but we did, we explained blue people. <laughs> she, she was she was not born of woman. <laughs> yeah, she, she, yeah. Was, she, was, yeah. she has she various. Totally. Uh, she has a very obvious feminine figure, and you're just going to say like, does she have a family? Come on, nurse. What are you yeah, doing? Yeah,
1: she she was born from an egg. Um, Eric is in, is in a hotel room. I kind of like that. Eric fucked this up like immediately. Yeah, as a I thing. do, too. Like, like he, this yeah, is a he he's he's a supervillain. You know, like it. it is, uh, he's still that, um, so he's, he's, uh, stitching himself up, uh, using his magic powers, which is, or his magnet powers, which are super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, magic or magnet. It doesn't matter. Cause he's yeah, also it, it, holding it, it, like a
0: glass bottle up and that's not made of metal. So what the yeah, he, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> um,
1: he goes to uh, a train station, uh, on his way out and, uh, Raven finds him and, and pulls them in. I, I think and I'm,
0: I don't, I didn't note this in the thing, but, um, uh, we, we probably do need to mention that on his way out of this room, mm-hmm. he stole the plans for the Sentinel. And so, uh, oh, yeah. like he stole the, yeah. the microfiche or whatever. So he's in his hotel room, um, looking very super villainy, you know, doctoring is like stitching his own head. And then also looking at the plans for the Sentinel. And I see, I think also seeing autopsy results and stuff. I think those are in there yeah. as, mixed up in as well, but he sees like the plans for the Sentinels. Um, so, mm-hmm. He goes to the train station, and that's where the homeless person, aka Raven, grabs him and pulls him into this phone booth for like a real close are they about to kiss kind of conversation.
1: Yeah, yeah, the sexual tension between Magneto and Mystique mm-hmm. is on display here. Um, he's kind of explaining the future stuff; she doesn't care about that. And they're kind of explaining, you know, he's like, "We need to go an all-out war uh, with this whole thing and take it out." And she's like, "No, just
0: it's just Trask."
1: Like she's still trying to be kind of a moderate. Yeah, uh, comparatively.
0: Can't, you, can't, you can't be a centrist, Raven. What are you doing?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. The, um, Both the, sides no aren't
0: kind of right, Raven. Jesus, get it right. Horseshoe yeah, theory.
1: <laughs> like, uh, so uh, we go back to uh, Westchester uh, where Xavier is there and his legs go out because he because Papa hasn't had his sleep sleep medicine
0: and uh how, long, how fast hurricanes- how fast do you think that they flew home like at seven thousand miles per I, hour or <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Where, where i don't really care the about paris that keep movies, keep the movies a lot, but yeah. i mean like what yeah. why didn't the paris go down on a like a, a national lockdown <laughs> yeah. at this point anyway they, it doesn't matter they didn't
1: say it but the paris peace accords were paris texas so it's a <laughs> the, uh, that's
0: you that's caught the, me drinking water you uh, son of a bitch yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they're able to get there pretty quick
0: and that makes a, um, that makes us that, uh, uh, now understand all of the aggie shirts that were in the crowd in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> That uh, makes period yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 uh,
1: um but he 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 wants his medicine mm-hmm. um you know in, and and uh, he's gonna get his powers he you know he's like, Logan, you know, I know that you think this is a lost cause um and Logan says, you know, hey, like don't use that serum, it's not too late. we can find raven uh and then he decides to keep his powers. this is supposed to be his is going his kind of hero turn that he's making turning back into
0: Xavier because if he just just you know sacrifices his legs for a while I mean and obviously there's some pain involved in getting his powers like he's not mm. he's obviously not in control of his powers the way that we expect uh, Xavier to be um, so mm. you know, this kind of hurts him to do and he can't really control it but he can use Cerebro and he can go find Raven and um, we go to uh Trask who is in like this lab with military ass striker sitting there and Trask is just jerking off o- over this raven blood sample that he found. <laughs> he is just like, "Oh yep. my god, I need more. I need a whole brain. Give me a whole brain. I'm so close." Yeah. Uh yep, it's yep. It's it's a little over the top, but you know he's seeing this and see, realizing like this technology could jumpstart him. You know, twenty fifty years, like he could be he, he could mm-hmm. go crazy with this stuff. And uh, I think Stryker, yeah. th- there's a reference to Stryker's son, um, mm-hmm. whose name I've David, no, it's it, be David, yeah,
1: uh, no, it's uh, the Illusionist, aka uh, not William, uh, your your son. Uh... <laughs> It's not David. Yeah, I can't remember right now. Yeah. It's, not, it's definitely
0: matter. not David. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, th- he asked him after his son, and he's like, you know, what happens in 10 years when he gets drafted, just like we killed, you know, these 50,000 people that came back from this war in body bags. Like, what he's really after is peace, and what he thinks will achieve that is annihilating all mutants, which we, we've seen this plan. Jason. <laughs> Jason, thank you. Jason Stryker. Yeah, Jason Wingard, the um, illusionist. Yeah so yeah um, this is this is like him his whole his whole idea is like he's like oh i i'm fascinated by mutants but i have to kill them for the greater good essentially
1: yeah and they're both just like hey me too i also want to do those evil things
0: so like <laughs> yeah. they get a, a, we should go bowling sometime like <laughs> there's a re- reason why they get along so well it's weird that they haven't had this conversation until now considering their employment <laughs> arrangement <laughs> you know i've never talked to you striker um the, uh, I've just employed to, you to kidnap military men who have he, he, super, superhuman powers. It's weird. Yeah, I have told to, to, you about my
1: master plan. <laughs>
0: double draft it.
1: Yeah. Um, so they're, uh, they're loading up the, these robots. Magneto's watching, as we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charles goes to Cerebro to find Raven. Uh, Cerebro goes a little bit haywire and, and blows up. Um, Hank goes out to the generator to check it out, but Logan says, you know what? Actually Xavier's just not up to it. Like he's, he's not ready for it.
0: Yeah, something's, so. something's going on with Xavier that he he can't control this. And Xavier says, like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, they sent the wrong guy back. And uh, and Logan agrees. Logan says they absolutely mm-hmm. did send the wrong guy back. So he mm-hmm. tells, you know, he's like, I, I can't do for you what Xavier did for me. So you're going to have to look into my mind, use your powers, look into my mind and, and see all of this stuff. And uh, we get this kind of like what we, we're, we typically associate with Xavier kind of rifling through somebody's memories, which is, you know, like a, just a montage of memories. And it's all of like Wolverine's past inter- intercut with scenes of Jean Grey. And, uh, this is kind of moving in a way that I didn't mm-hmm. expect. Like it's, I didn't really like all of this Wolverine stuff up until now. Like it's felt, it, it really puts into perspective what this dude went through, right? Like it, he's, yeah. he's, he has gone through a lot of shit, even up to and including killing the love of his life, uh, which we see like they, they make that direct reference to X-Men three, which I don't think anybody expected. Like I mentioned on the last episode, like that's mm-hmm. kind of a really cool thing to do as opposed to just sweeping it under the rug. Cause it was such a, such a failure. I So I really like this, but Logan says like, no, 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 don't, don't look at that stuff. Look past it. Like look at, look past all of that. So you can see what Xavier did for me. And so, uh, Mm -hmm. and somehow this goes to past Xavier (laughs) using Logan as a direct link to future Future Logan so that he can talk to future Xavier. So we can have this like mind to mind, face to face conversation of the two Xaviers. Yeah. What do you, yep. what do you think about this overall before we get into kind of the details? Like oh this like
1: little I mean it it's it's I've hand-waved so much. Yeah. At this point, like mm-hmm. I feel like this is probably not how psychics and Kitty Pride's power work, but fine that they mm-hmm. have this 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 synergy, I guess. You know, it's fine. I think it's a, I think it's a good scene. Um it needs to happen. You know, it's a little weird that like it feels like Xavier kind of doesn't um in some ways this makes his uh turn a little bit feel unearned to me like that like his future self just told him like no you like you have to do it like gave him some wisdom but he didn't come upon it on his own you it makes like a like a a tidy loop in a a way that's kind of a little bit undermines the character but the character is not super good either you know so
0: yeah and uh it's Uh, it's it's, it does definitely feels to me like a cheat uh but i think that the movie kind of hinges on This, you know, this, this meeting of the minds of Xavier, future Xavier telling his younger self, like, hey, you, you're not afraid to use Cerebro, you're afraid to use your powers, and you're afraid to use it because it's going to cause you pain. And as soon as you begin to embrace the pain, that's, that's when you are going to grow with unimaginable power, because that's the best thing that we can do for them is carry their pain for them. Uh, And. I think he says to bear their praying without breaking or whatever, which like Xavier, like d- dial down the Jesus stuff. Maybe <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like I don't, but it works. Like he's, he's basically convinces Xavier like, Oh, like I, okay, I can, I can actually handle this. I just have to, like, I have to be able to get there. I have to be able to open myself to this. Um, mm-hmm. and of course it in- ends because it's Xavier. He starts showing past Xavier, like images of the school, and images of of what he's accomplished throughout the years in such a way to say, like, we need you to hope. We need you to have hope again so that you can you can yeah. succeed in this. Um, I, I like this. it's It's very hokey to me. And every time I watch it, it gets a little more hokier, but I'm okay with it. It just goes on like for like maybe three minutes too long for me and this already kind of overly long movie.
1: It's kind of, it's a little, a little bit of a problem with pacing, but it's necessary to happen. Um, I like him saying that he would hope. I kind of wish, I think that instead of him talking to his future self, I kind of wish that Logan did get the chance Mm -hmm. to tell him this. You know, that would have been a little bit more character growth for Logan. You know, if he had been the right person to, to to send back, you know, and he did do the thing that for Xavier, what Xavier did for him, you know, I think that would be kind of cool. Um, we're not quite there yet. It's okay, but I, I, I like that a little bit better.
0: We should just cover Logan again at some
1: point. <laughs> I'm due to rewatch it. I saw it. I saw it uh, twice in the theater and I'll, I'll see it again. Movie's extremely good. Um, so, uh, God, what are you good to hear for movies? Like it came out the same year. Good out. They came out like two months after good out.
0: That's insane. Fucking right. Dying.
1: Um, the, uh, so the, uh, Xavier wakes up in the past. Um, now he, now we can use Cerebro. Um, uh, meanwhile, uh, Magneto, uh, this is the thing where Magneto finds the train carrying the Sentinels pulls up the tracks behind them, uses the tracks to like essentially, uh, hack the robots. Um, (laughs) it's, it's like, this is not what metal does. Like I thought I could see him mechanically controlling them by giving them a new skeletal structure. Yep. Essentially like, you know, he put in rebar or tracks in their arms so he can move those tracks so he can move the arms, but he can actually change their targeting, uh, and operate their machine guns and such this. So this this is extremely dumb and, and pretty pretty ridiculous uh as a thing. And it makes everything like the old the, the sentinels of the seventies I think look really cool. Yeah. Uh, in this movie. Um this makes them look too like liquidy and shitty like the CGI
0: here. Uh, I, it makes them look too pliable. 100 percent agree, and and I know they're yeah. supposed to be like space age plastic or, or whatever. And uh, and then there's like the really hokey thing as as the metal is getting closer to the heart, which is literally the detector that Trask was holding in the in the conference yeah. room earlier. Like it starts beeping because apparently the metal is being detected as a mutant. The metal is a mutant. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's Magneto and the Magnetic men, I'm, metal I'm Man. I'm really
0: I, I didn't mention this before uh, because I knew we were going to get to it here, but like Magneto's powers in some ways are are really written kind of extravagantly in this movie for me. I very much Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not even talking about the stadium lift because I think the stadium lift is baller and I think that actually kind of works but he does some Mm -hmm. stuff where he just like controls things from a million miles away that he can't see that really bothers me like the, the bullet that he uses to shoot Raven with he's not he doesn't see the bullet he's controlling it as it's outside that room before he jumps out and it still hits her. Like, either he's just that good or he was that lucky. And, and he does a bunch of the stuff with the Sentinels where he's not anywhere near them, but he's controlling them from, like, miles away. And it, it just yeah. doesn't feel great. Like, it feels like it's just like, oh, this dude is just a god. He's just all-powerful as long as we have metal around. Like, that's that's not a good thing. <laughs> you, you know what it is, is that uh, there's, there's a subcut. There's the rogue cut, but then there's
1: the Fabian Cortez cut. <laughs> you where, like, just off up. to the side... <laughs> <laughs> you just see Fabian Cortez pops his head in the corner like a Toasty from fucking Mortal Kombat, just kind of yeah. smiles at the camera, and then ducks back down, <laughs> like. And and whenever Magneto does something you shouldn't be able to do, just Fabian Cortez did it from off screen. <laughs> so there's a, there's a whole there's a whole thing of him hanging out in that bathrobe in a hotel, oh. <laughs> like or, ordering pizza from a from a place in that in Paris, Texas, and uh, and hanging out with Fabian Cortez watching Panic Room, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: for the second time in this podcast, I have to go to AO3 and see if this already exists or if I need to write it yeah. for the world. <laughs> um, um so after that we we flash back to the future. Um and this is mm-hmm. where the 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 row cut starts. So uh Kitty Bobby tells Xavier and um Magneto. Hey, like Kitty is losing too much blood. Uh, we have to, we have to wake Logan up and Xavier says, well, we can't do that. I just, I just had a a vision of them. And, uh, if we wake him up now, like it could end up worse for us because as soon as, if you remember your time travel theory, as soon as he wakes up, that locks the timeline into place. Um, So Bobby says, well, instead of doing that, we need someone who can take her powers. Let's go find Rogue. And Xavier's like, mm-hmm. "Bobby, I'm sorry, like I I haven't I've been looking for Rogue. We we assume that she has to be dead. Like we haven't talked to her in years." And Bobby says, "Oh no, I know exactly where she is. She's in the mansion. She's in Cerebro." Like yeah. <laughs> which is in, which is weird but also fine, I guess. Like it's she, she's, <laughs> she's in a set we've already built. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's really <laughs> coincidental. Yeah.
1: The, uh, but it, it's it makes sense. So since we know that the um, the Sentinels have like, they use uh, Mystique's powers. So it actually, it, it, it only kind of makes sense. So like, yeah. the idea is that they're researching rogues so they can make the Sentinels steal uh, people's powers. The Sentinels already do that. Yeah, that's like, where that, this that, falls that apart that, for me. Yeah, this already happened yeah, that, in the that,
0: beginning of the movie.
1: That happens in the first part of the movie. So before the rogue cut, like it, you just assume that they got, they have rogues powers, you know, like, Oh, they, they, they have uh mystique shape shifting. They have rogues powers. Like they can, they can adapt. Uh, here it's like they probably, I mean, I guess Bobby maybe didn't know this, but that gets a little dark souls three lore for me that you have to like make that supposition. Mm -hmm. Um, but it would make sense if he had been like, um, they, they've, they've been holding her, they've stolen her powers and integrate, like they've already done it, you know, but they're trying to, uh, gain you know they're trying to get greater understanding of it or something like that that's all it would have taken you know um to 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 get this so but that's that's the idea um xavier's like why haven't you gone for he's like we've tried it's too well guarded xavier says well i know a couple
0: secret ways in (laughs) to that (laughs) i I know more about that house than they do i think is the line which i mean i hope so savior yeah (laughs) i mean they're they're future robots but you did live there um if you can't tell throughout the end of this movie we're going to be constantly flipping back between the future and the past like we didn't do that for the first half of the movie it was pretty much past only with um but now we're going to be constantly flipping back and the movie's actually going to do a really good job of kind of um, showing similar things happening. And then the two timelines, um, mm-hmm. There's if, lots of parallels. Yeah. Lots of parallels and just like lots of cool, like s- cinematography that like kind of looks this s- same. And I think they do this really, really well. They, they use it kind of sparingly, but when it, when they use it, it works for me a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think so too.
0: So uh we're in a we're at an airport, we're back in the past, and uh Xavier has found Raven uh using Cerebro and he's trying to talk to her and he's doing that thing where he's talking to her through people. I love this scene. Like this this to me mm-hmm. is like a real cool use of Xavier's powers 'cause as as she's walking through the airport, different people are telling her different things and you know, finally she kinda runs into a woman and he takes over her mind and has the conversation with her and when they when she leave you could tell the woman is semi confused about just what happened and I, I really like mm-hmm. this a lot. Like this is really cool looking
1: yeah i like it too um and it's just it's again you know as much as these first two movies battle for mystique soul like that's happening right now you know, yeah that, that's what it is it's just like you know we can actually break this cycle of killing like we can't respond to violence with
0: violence mm-hmm. you know um and she basically says come, you you have to come home you have to come yeah. home and she's like you know that's yeah. that's that's what you do charles like you don't listen to anything that i have to say you just tell me what i have to do you try to control yep. me yeah He still hasn't learned that lesson yet. And of course she just walks through him and he disappears and he's not willing to take that extra step of actually controlling her using his powers on her like that to her that to Mm -hmm. him would be a, you know, a break of some sort of bond, I think. Um, Yeah later uh there's this weird exchange between hank and logan logan's just like smoking a cigar in the in the dormitory <laughs> yeah. uh fully dressed by the way like he's taking off his shirt but he still has his socks and shoes on like his boots and his, his jeans like he's just fully like ready to wolverine out at any time uh and hank wants to know if he makes it in the future and wolverine's like nope not at all sorry yeah. kid
1: <laughs> I, I love that as an idea though like it, it's just you know it makes him you know what are my stakes in this yeah you know i think that that's very cool um, Hank goes into his weird lab full of TVs and sees that Trask is going to come help the president, uh, sees something out, you know, see something outside as well on his bank of monitors. This is uh road cut content, yeah. um, opens the door to find Raven has come home. Um, she says, Hey, don't wake up Charles. And, uh, they, this is the scene of, we, we ended <laughs> two episodes, three of, you know, when we did a uh, uh, first class or something like that, uh, they do some, some makeouts
0: yeah, I mean, before, like, we, we talked yeah. about this in first class, like, one of the first romantic moments that they had was uh, Hank drawing a little bit of blood from her. Um, yeah, get, this getting is his is her thing. Getting his, getting his works out and some yep. <laughs> some Twinkies, and getting a plate full of Here, Twinkies. Drink, drink, and a, drink,
1: drink, drink a Coke, drink a full sugar Coke, <laughs> and uh, let me have some uh, of your blood
0: and now she, he's kind of doctoring up her leg a little bit and they're sitting very close to each other. He decided to doctor up his leg, her leg, not in like his lab or presumably like the hospital that they have on the grounds, but instead in front of this giant fire, that's really romantic and like sitting on like a, mm-hmm. a bear, bearskin skin rug or something. And, uh, he starts, she starts asking him about why he's not furry anymore. And he says, well, it's the injections. Um, I have to take one in the morning and I have to take another one at night if I get, uh, excited. And he's, and she's yeah. like, excited. <laughs> yeah. And it's really, it's really goofy. And, uh, of course they start making out both of them turn blue and, uh, they start rolling around the floor and, uh, boy, Gary, man, there's some, mm-hmm. I mean, the first thing he does, even before turning blue, he just reaches down and just grabs a whole honking handful of her ass. Like just a, I am so proud of him, man. Like, just, just, it, it just went a- for it. Just got the whole thing yeah. back there.
1: It's uh if you, if you, if you're a man, and you're blessed with like big hands, like you can take an entire, you know, entire handful, like you should do it. You know, that is, yeah. It was a good thing. Just, 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 and it, it just, it felt very like real in a way that sex in like these movies definitely doesn't feel mm-hmm. real. I wonder if it was an improvised thing. Like, I wonder if like, <laughs> I mean, it's just <laughs> like,
0: I wonder a lot of things about this. Like, I wonder if this is the two actual <laughs> actors, because I don't, I don't think it's the two actual actors. I wonder if this is just Brian Singer filming some, filming some fan fiction in like his, his private romantic bedroom, because he just wants to film dark. This. There's 45 more minutes about. of this that goes a totally different that direction. Is,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, it's a, uh, it's, it's a, uh, it would be, that would, I wish that this guy wasn't a sex monster. Uh, yeah, the, the guy who made, they made the movie. Like, but this, this is, uh, you know, and it, it's, it, they need to wrap up the fact that they did that flirtation between them. Yeah, you know, we talked about that during the first class episode, like mystique is being torn in two direction, but there's also the third option, which would be, which is straight up like the centrist, like moderate How about it? Like have your powers some of the time, you know, not all the time. You science, um, you know, she's blue. Uh, she says like, Hey, do you think I'm beautiful? Uh, he says, I, I do. Um, and then she says, do you think, uh, you're beautiful? Uh, and he's like, no, like, I'm still not into my blue form. And yeah. then she's like, well, that's, you know, you have to be mutant and proud or we're done
0: essentially that's what she says i'm like that totally like kills this whole mood like they just like leave at that point they're just like see you later you you, you have a room here i guess good night or whatever i'll
1: make you breakfast in the
0: morning (laughs) or something (laughs) i don't know he's
1: like furiously injecting his serum into (laughs) his blue furry dick (laughs) (laughs) like trying to to tamp down his like mega boner
0: oh god blue furry dick is a way worse version of blue balls like (laughs) that's just a way worse version of blue (laughs) balls uh, during that yeah. scene, we, actually, we we do get that, like, uh, you know, what if, have you just been here for the last 10 years? And he's like, yeah, somebody had to take care of Charles. You know, the school went under yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, oh, poor Hank. This, this is not yeah. a good time to start pu- having to pull back those curtains. Um, yeah, yeah. So they transition uh, from the past Xavier house. Like we showed this external shot and they go to like of what is very obvious, like the future version of it. Um, Mm. Magneto and Bobby are like breaking in through the sewers. Xavier's outside in the blackbird uh, kind of like telepathically letting them know where to go. And of course, you know, Magneto is just shredding his, the entrance in this, like, you know, just moving everything out of the way. Um, Meanwhile, they intersperse this with the cut of Magneto in the past breaking into the Department of Defense uh, building and doing the same kind of thing, like you know, breaking doors down, mm-hmm. killing guards, doing all this stuff. It's really cool, and none of this, like this whole Magneto Bobby scene in the future, does not exist in the main part of the movie because there's no yeah. reason to go get Rogue. So none of that exists. Um, but I really yeah. like the the intercuts back and forth that kind of show the parallels. I really, it works for me in a real good way.
1: Yeah um when when bobby and magneto in the future uh show up they find two two men standing with medical instruments over rogue and Magneto says like i've been on the other side of that table i'm going to show you how it feels um it's kind of weird to see humans you know like there are you know this isn't just sentinels in the future like there are people controlling them there are people who are working on this who are just okay with this dystopia yeah you know like, like this there, is there this people. is exactly
0: what we want we want yeah, no lights we
1: purple robots you know yeah,
0: yeah it
1: needs to be nighttime all the time or <laughs> or they could just be uh you know we don't really have a choice like we are too scared to speak out you know it's it's kind of a cool idea like the the idea of seeing what regular people are like in this world
0: you know uh, uh you, know, you know who these people are gary these these are the that? morlock scientists because this is just this is a 20% improvement over like the New York sewers and the sentinels were like yeah we won't kill you guys you guys just come here and do like (laughs) do our bidding and you'll live a better life and they're like fuck yeah let's get the hell out of here you guys need a table no table boy Uh, (laughs) uh, kill with the table boy um uh, yeah this is they, uh, it was, it is weird to see humans also, uh, even though he threatens this, uh, like I'm going to show you what those instruments do in the next scene, you can just see them all running out past Magneto. So he just scares them away. He doesn't actually yeah. kill them, which I kind of feel like Magneto would just kill these people, but whatever. Oh, really absolutely.
1: Yeah. I think they're just trying to contrast him with the past Magneto, mm-hmm. but the, mm-hmm. you know, at this point, like these people are pretty bad. They're vivisecting, uh, yeah, the, yeah, these yeah, are actually, good. these
0: people would be okay to kill in my mind. Like they're working with the Sentinels, which destroyed yeah. most of the world. Uh, yeah. That's in yeah. the past, Eric is breaking in the department of defense. We learned to go into this like secret souvenir room, essentially where we see angels wings. Um, I believe havoc's like, like circle vest is there. Uh, the, the Nazi coin that we saw from first class, mm-hmm. uh, that's the Nazi regalia on one side and professor Xavier symbol on the other one. Why did he have that made? <laughs> yep. That's really weird. Um, <laughs> but also of course what he came for, which is, uh, the helmet, which, you know, prevents the telepathic, you know, control so he can he can slip yeah. that on and and, and do his supervillain stuff.
1: And it's all obviously like very much a, a symbolic thing. You know, it's oh, like yeah. Walter White when he puts on his hat. You know, it it is uh I'm a, I am i am supervillain mode now. I cannot mm-hmm. be reached both like emotionally or mentally. Um <laughs> it's supervillain voicemail. Out. Yeah they, they, <laughs> <laughs> um, you've reached you've reached Magneto's helmet, Charles. Leave a message. <laughs> <laughs> I will not return it I barely would listen <laughs> Just the, uh, my voicemail's not been set up Charles um <laughs> The uh, uh, so rogue they can't wake Rogue up. Bobby gives her a little bit of his life force to wake her up. Mm -hmm. Um, They start escaping, and a sentinel breaks in. A sentinel finally realized there are mutants on the premises.
0: This is uh, Um, really strange because like they run past this thing, and a door opens, and it looked like it was going to be some weird giant sentinel like snake monster or something. But then like just more normal looking sentinels come up, like normal future sentinels come up. So I didn't know what they were trying to. They can morph. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But yeah, just, I think it's just supposed to
1: he's just like squeezing through a regular
0: door or something like that. Um this is kind of like <laughs> a So a, that's just, so <laughs> humiliating. <laughs> <laughs> they just made all the doors like yeah. extra small. You guys can more fuck yeah. off. It's like Anne Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, um, it's the one way the morlocks can really show some resistance. <laughs> <laughs> um the the
1: uh this is uh uh this is kind of a weird, like, you can tell this got cut, and maybe even though they shot it, they didn't put quite as much money into it. Because this fight scene with, uh so Rogue and Magneto get out, um, Bobby holds off the Sentinels. It's kind of like a not very well choreographed and kind of weirdly, like, bloodless fight mm-hmm. with them, it seems like. You know, like, this is not um, him showing the kind of imagination or even, like, acrobatics or anything. He just kind of holds out his hand and makes walls Yep, uh, here um and he he gets melted like he's sacrificing himself for Rogue there is almost like an entire other subplot that they didn't do of the implied like he's romantic with Kitty uh in the time now but Rogue was his first love which we know you know so it's almost like there's an implied arc there that we don't actually see
0: and in the uh, in the row cut, um, like there's two this is going to end in two different ways. Right. Like there's a there's a mm-hmm. there's a kind of a scene at the end of the movie that it was filmed twice because of the row cut uh, that's going to affect this. But it revolves around that relationship, which is just kind of weird, um, mm-hmm. because like in X-Men one, like Rogue got jealous over his relationship with Kitty that didn't even exist and ran off. And that's how, you know magneto got her in the first movie which so it's kind of bringing all of that home but again as we've talked about none of this is necessary (laughs) like kitty could just survive and like they could just roast bobby when the sentinels attack and it it wouldn't of this wouldn't be needed um magneto and uh rogue get back to the to the jet xavier of course knows bobby died um uh they 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 haul ass out, but once once Sentinel like jumps from the fire. Oh yeah, that's right. The Sentinel set the whole place on fire. They explode the mansion. Yeah, like, there's a bi- there's a bunch of time like the camera lingers on this like burning mansion as Xavier watches it or whatever. Uh, which you think that he wouldn't be sentimental about his mansion when literally Moscow was in flames. <laughs> Charles, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> I haven't been here for a while. Yeah,
1: the, um and this is also it, it's it again it, it's one of those things that the road cut doesn't quite um uh short potholes so much as just like take things that didn't need to be explained and explain them. Mm-hmm. So like a sentinel latches onto the plane, they switch into super speed, but a sentinel head like stows away. And that is how they find them in the uh in the future. In the regular cut, they just find them. Yeah. You know, but something stows away. Like they show like a like a piece of the sentinel or something like a tracking thing, a little piece of metal or something that like actually stays on the jet and that's why shit goes bad in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when they get there. So it could also just be, they just find them eventually because they're sentinels. That's what they do here. This gives it a more direct reason. Yeah. Like they took this risk. It was a big risk. It allows them to continue the past plot, but also at the, the peril of the future.
0: I do like that there's a button for go sonic boom in this plane. Yeah. Um, it's just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's just one single mm-hmm. button to activate like super speed mode. And then everybody like, you know, full G's back into their chair. Uh, and then the symbol gets blown off. It's really funny to me. Mm-hmm. Like this, the, the, the animation is just really kind of interesting. Um, um, they, uh, one of the
1: things real quick before we get into the next, or when we get into sure. the next part, because um, it, just because it relates to what I was just saying, like, so even though that's a plot hole that didn't need to be filled, mm-hmm. I kind of like that the road cut adds mystique showing up and, destroying cerebro because otherwise why on earth would so xavier is obviously willing to control mystique um she does it he does it in a little bit but he could just do it remotely if he has a cerebro in the main movie we don't there's no reason why he doesn't just use cerebro to find her uh here though they have to actually go find her in person because there's no cerebro yeah uh, in the road cut so this actually is a plot hole that gets shored up because she she destroys cerebro on her way out
0: yeah, I don't quite remember how they handle that in the in the in the director's not the director in the theatrical I, release of the film. I want to say I don't think that they, they do anything. Yeah,
1: I, th- I think they just go.
0: Or that I think yeah. maybe after they never fix Cerebro after it gets blown up when when Charles tries to use it. No, because then we still have the airport scene. No, so he that uses make it. Sense yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't I, know. I think I think they just go. Yeah. So
1: I, I think that like yeah, I think I think they don't actually shore that up. But uh, this is like you know as far as like the actual plot mechanics, this is the most important thing that the road cut does.
0: Exactly. Um, yeah. Um in the future, uh they, they return to this temple and uh you know Kitty sees Rogue and uh and Magneto and Xavier and instantly knows that, that Bobby's dead and Ellen Page fucking sells this in a way that I am amazed that got me emotional <laughs> like I could give a shit yeah. about Iceman I love Iceman don't get me wrong but like he does not done like a lot for me in the series yeah. right like he was a young kid he's done some stuff here but he's barely been a character and so like when she starts yeah. like falling apart uh, and like Rogue has to go over and like touch her face take her powers and kind of comfort her a little bit it's really emotionally affecting like I think that's probably the the thing that we lost at is this is Ellen Page being a good actress because <laughs> she really kills yeah, those things She's really good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Um
0: yep. Rogue, you know this this is another thing that bothers me because uh I've always i always liked in the comics when people learn to do things with their mutant powers like they they learn to control them more and more and more so when rogue takes her powers like this this advanced sending somebody back in time bullshit seems like like you know 401 case study of kitty prize powers not touch your forehead and now i have them all you know what i'm saying yeah, like, yeah yeah but but again i don't give a fuck like i just i just like to mention that because i don't i don't I, I like the way that people have to learn to use mutant powers to get make them better but anyway. yeah agreed yeah yep, yep.
1: agreed agreed agreed
0: so uh, um, Rogue takes over. She says hello, Logan. In the past, uh, you know, Logan sits up and goes Rogue, and then we're basically back to normal, <laughs> normal timeline. Yeah, back I'm to the theatrical about the cut. cut, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, um, so, you know, ex-
1: except for the cerebro's destroyed. Um, so Hank, Hank shows off his his uh, his VHS recordings of these of the three channels he records in PPS, and they say like, you know, we can't uh, find her through Cerebro, but I have a good idea where she's at. I think in the theatrical cut, he's just like, I have a good idea where she's at. Um, we know Trask is going to be in Washington. She wants to kill Trask. Let's go there. Yeah. Um, and Hank brings up this idea like maybe this war is inevitable. There's a theory about time travel that it will just auto correct. Like there is an inevitability to it. Um, you can cause a ripple, but you can't change the stream. You know, um, this is just who Mystique is. But Charles says, no, you know, there's still hope for this. Future me told me.
0: Yeah, future so. me told me that I need the hope. So now my hope is the solution to all my problems. Yep. Yep. Um, so the, uh, in the future, uh, the, the sentinels,
1: uh, you know, the tracking sentinel that arrived, uh, foretells doom. Um, in the past, Logan, uh, makes Charles promise that he'll form the X-Men, you know, like, uh, we, we, you, you have to actually do this. Yeah. You know, Scott it's really important. No
0: matter what happens. <laughs> he says, know. um, he says, uh, remember these names, Scott, Gene. Storm. And I'm like, can you be a yep. little bit more specific? Like, where are they from? <laughs> yeah.
1: Can you can you imagine an alternate universe where like Charles Xavier tries to form the X Men with like Scott Peters? You know, some <laughs> some guy <laughs> Just like he met, you know, his mailman or something like that. And he's just like, I have plans for you. I oh, still, sure. Uh, I still haven't found anybody named Storm. You want to yeah. go to Desperados tonight? Yeah. Is she in a band or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How how do you feel about cars? I mean, I think I feel pretty good about him, sir. <laughs> yeah, I'm Would right. you like one? How about one a month? Okay, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. Uh, we it's just him like constantly putting his mailman into increasingly dangerous situations to hope his mutant <laughs> powers manifest. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Deadpool, do, Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. The
0: uh, this is where we're gonna start flickering back. Like we've already gone a lot of transitions between the future and the past. Um, so keep up with this- but we're, we're gonna try to like you know mark where we are in the story. <laughs> it Should be kind of obvious what we're talking about. But uh, when, it's whenever start we're in the future, back. we'll
1: use. We use a real
0: high voice and whenever in the past we'll use a real low voice. Are you going to make me edit that? Like just hook the pitch up by five notches and then drain it down? No, we'll just do it like this. (laughs) No, we're in the 1950s. We're talking about the X-Men, yeah? yeah? I'm from the future. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever watch uh, Boardwalk Empire? There was a there's yeah. a character on there who was like the like a 1920s uh, gangster or whatever, and he he he, he talked like this all the time. Like he was like was that was like his gimmick mm. on the show. And I uh, I don't remember what we were watching. Uh, it might have been Legion, but he shows back up. Uh, he he was in a different show, and he just talks like a normal person. And we me and Autumn were just floored. We're like, wait, <laughs> that's whoa, not whoa. wasn't his normal voice. <laughs> that poor man. Yeah. He, he was in that show for like three seasons. <laughs> he had to do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so yeah, in the future, uh, Warpath senses the Sentinels coming, and we get this shot of like, uh, like a, just a whole shitload of them, like twelve carriers worth. Um, we mm-hmm. go to the past, and we're we're arriving at this weird fucking meeting that or uh, r- r- press conference that Richard Nixon has called to yeah. advertise these eight Sentinels about fixing the mutant problem because one fell out of a window in Paris, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have to, I don't we have to get on it. I, I don't uh, mm-hmm. like. I know what they're doing. Like I know they're trying to set this up and be dramatic, and it's like a big thing. Or whatever and all the eyes of the nation are on us but like it just seems like a completely dumb response to everything that happened to call this press yeah. conference
1: um it, there's something that happens in this that's very funny that's gonna happen a little bit i love it the
0: uh, um the, lo- the detector scene
1: no 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 no, no. Um, th- i mean that that is cute but like they're, they're, we'll, we'll get to it um logan charles and uh hank show up um logan is surprised the metal detector doesn't go off yep. uh, which is real cute mm-hmm. um xavier starts scanning people looking for raven and nixon comes out again talking about how he's going to protect everyone. Um, which like felt like that's some Nixon lore that I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe, he did- maybe that was his jam. I, I don't really know. Yeah. I, I don't
1: know. Um, he introduces the sentinels. The sentinels, uh, look like super goofy, but in the dorky way they do in the comics. Yeah. Here's the thing that's amazing. Um, we keep cutting back and forth between this and in the future and stuff. His plan was to show the Sentinels and have people do a standing ovation for what feels like about 20 minutes of just looking at them stand there. They don't do anything. Eventually they do, and people really go apeshit. But up until that, people are just real into them. Like, everyone's standing there. The soldiers, like, are standing up, clapping. Everyone's going absolutely apeshit for just, like, big robots they took, you know, for a long time. There's no additional information. He doesn't talk about their abilities. He just goes, we're going to be able to protect people.
0: Did they, did oh, they, how and did they, they even <laughs> know about the thermo ceramic ammunition at 2000 rounds per minute? I don't understand. Was there, a, did <laughs> no. they pass out a flyer in advance? Yeah. Or? They read
1: your libretto. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's,
0: it's really weird too. I find it kind of strange that, uh, as the three of them walk into this and they see these eight Sentinels lined up. And the reason I mentioned they look goofy in the notes, I actually think the design is kind of cool for the 1970s. It just looks really strange to see them all lined up behind the president with like a big old Trask American flag behind them. Yeah. Um, But I find it kind of weird that they don't see these and like get a little nervous. (laughs) Like Wolverine especially should be a little nervous about these Sentinels, right? (laughs) He should be freaking out. (laughs) Yeah. Like
1: like you guys know you guys are mutants, right? It's just... (laughs) The, uh,
0: uh um, We get this scene of uh, Magneto, who has uh, raided his supervillain. <laughs> he went to his supervillain, Taylor, and got his all-Magnetta all Mag- <laughs> outfit. Um, Magenta. Uh, God damn it. I cannot stop uh, saying that correctly. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But he, he proceeds to lift up this baseball stadium uh, in, into the air, this giant <laughs> ring. It's, uh,
1: it's very specific. It's like the – I think – so it's like the Kennedy – Memorial Coliseum yeah, or something like that. Cause, so,
0: yeah, it's their RFK Stadium. Yeah. So, so that's the, the
1: idea, maybe, but like, it's a very weird that he did, like, the only way to do this is to get a stadium. And is the stadium really important other than just having a bunch of metal about? Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know why he does this.
0: The only thing that I can come up with is is, is that it does because he drops this. He's going to eventually drop this around the White House, which prevents any reinforcements from coming in, right? Like, cool. it give it gives him time, but like, it feels like they could just use a helicopter. Like, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or go in through the door because it's a stadium. Like,
1: <laughs> people people go into stadiums and out of them.
0: <laughs> not
1: cages.
0: I mean, I I, like, I really like other than looking cool. I, I don't really understand the point of this at all. Like, I've always gone. With like, this is going to like if he drops this all over the streets, like nobody can penetrate this this weird porous stadium. But did, yeah, I, man, I don't know. Like, I, I really, I, I don't know. Other than just trying to look cool, like you know, he has to do something big and huge with his powers at the end of an X Men movie, right? Like, that's the only thing I can come up with.
1: That that's the thing, right? Like, so I like this does look cool. I like how it looks. Um, on watching it again, I could not for the life of me tell you why it happens. Like it doesn't bother me if you just like kind of unfocus your eyes. Um it does not bother you. If you think about it at all, it's the dumbest thing that Magneto's ever done in his whole career. Like it's just very very strange to me. It's not like there's not metal about. You know, if if like what he does essentially is get a lot of rebar yeah. from this, but there're still cars, you know, just kind of parked on the lawn and shit. And when he goes here, I just don't I just don't get it. Um it's very very funny to me.
0: It's it's kind of a dumb thing. It feels very um I know they're trying to make this dude a supervillain. Like, I know that's what they're like. They, they want yeah. him to be a bad guy, but, uh, it's just one, it's just one in the tank of like, bag, Magneto, what is your deal? Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is all of this weird shit that you want to do it all the time? Like you could definitely see a clear path between the guy that lifts up the baseball s- stadium and drops around the white house and the guy that's on top of the, um, the, statue of liberty trying to turn people into mutants like yeah. those are the same just, dude <laughs> like are the same bad plan he's the yeah. he's he's the joe bluth of <laughs> super villains he yeah. just keeps trying stuff bigger and bigger and bigger and none yeah. of it works i um, demand to
1: be taken seriously charles um eventually yeah, it, 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 uh really xavier
0: finally finds raven and uh as she makes her move uh they he freezes her he finally takes control over her. uh logan and hank go after her. um but at this point, like he hasn't, uh, Magneto hasn't dropped the stadium yet. He's still floating in over, yeah. uh, the Sentinels by themselves could turn on and Trask, like looks at Stryker and is like, you fool. The fuck are you doing? And Stryker's like, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. No. Well, St- Stryker's actually really chill about it. He's like, he actually sounds kind of smug and I don't really understand. Like Trask is like, I didn't order you to power them up. And Trask, Stryker's like, I didn't, sir. Like he, it's, it's really weird. He's kind of coquettish. Mm-hmm. I don't actually understand, uh, what's happening with that, that dynamic
0: uh Charles and Raven since he's in her head now uh, are are having like this continued argument about you know you shouldn't be violent yes i should no you shouldn't yes you should no you shouldn't mm-hmm. um in the future uh they Well Logan and Hank go up to get
1: after her and they get stopped by a guy saying you can't
0: The <laughs> like, oh, yeah. guy says like, no, no <laughs> one beyond
1: this go back point and they go <laughs> And then they just shrug and go okay okay see you later uh, and then go back to their seats like fuck the future <laughs> it's, like, very funny <laughs> um yeah.
0: uh In the so future, we get the scene of um there being so many carriers that they and Bishop's like, oh, we can't take a, we, we we can't possibly you know take all those down. And Storm's like, oh yeah, but I can I can do something. And she uses like her storm wind powers to to knock a few into, into each other. And uh, that's when they start releasing the sentinels. So good job, Storm. Yeah. Like they probably wouldn't release yeah. them that quick.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Well, she ends up like eventually this ends up being a good thing where they b- use the uh, Blackbird as a bomb uh, in a bit, which is super cool. Um. In the past, the uh, the purple sentinels point all their guns at the crowd, and everyone in the crowd. Some people in the crowd are still cheering, but some people are <laughs> like, "Why are why are they going to shoot us?" Like everyone, <laughs> that's a reaction. Is- to these
0: sentinels is very funny. There's a scene where they, like the guy, the the mutants, like, look at this cop, and the cop is like, has up to this point been like, These guys are great. I can't wait for him to kill all the mutants. And the the sentinels look at him, and he's like, What? What are you doing? I can't believe you (laughs) would try to harm someone. (laughs) Wait a minute. I'm not a mutant. You got a real, like, uh, uh, Barney thing happening. Like, I can't believe believe you do that to me. I'm shocked. What the?
1: Um so Storm uh knocks out a bunch of the ships with her with her lightning. Yep. Um they start dropping to sentinels and sentinels and sentinels. Mm-hmm. Um the uh the blackbird pops up, this is where Magneto starts sending it forward. Um that that's happening a little bit, but we're we're swapping back and forth. But it's essentially Magneto and Storm slowing down sentinels yeah. in the yeah. future.
0: I, th- I think this is pretty cool because uh, Magneto throws this this blackbird, and uh, mm-hmm. they, they very they very clearly show you like this CGI purple light as if to say like this is where the nuclear fission reactor thing yeah. is <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> or whatever. Uh, so Storm shoots that with lightning and it like makes this huge explosion and uh, it it sends all of the shrapnel from from the blackbird yeah. back at them. Uh, luckily there's there's a knee high wall there because this was going to be a boss fight, so they had they have yeah. place <laughs> to put their health and their ammo. Yep. Uh, everyone yep. kneels behind. And that except, of course, Magneto, who just stops all of that with his uh, with, with his magical uh, magnet powers.
1: And it's, it's very efficient because not only are they causing a big explosion taking out some of the sentinels, but also they need to uh, provide magne- like metal. Mm-hmm. Like this is to give Magneto ammo and such uh, here um, because the sentinels are not metal
0: before right before this too uh we get this cool thing with uh where storm powers Bishop up so he can shoot some hit shoot his gun again, and uh mm-hmm. blink makes a portal that he can shoot through that's closer to the sentinels, so he can just shoot through that and see like yeah. them flying and i the angle on that is like it's a very portal thing and I'm here for any of that portable shit man, I love it yeah, yeah,
1: and we're gonna get get some more
0: of that too just' oh, cool. so fucking good all yeah. of the fight scenes yeah. with blink are so great yeah. um in the past, um, uh the president has been evacuated to the bunker. Um yep. they I think Raven follows point, him. Raven follows him and that he's in there. Uh Magneto yep. is uh dropping the the stadium around the whatchamacallit, around the White House. Mm-hmm. Um I, I just wanna take a mention for like this this music that they're playing right here, like it goes into some crazy fucking chants. It is really, really great. Mm-hmm. I, I I like this a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um and then yeah. uh all of the sentinels as Eric arrives, like kind of line up behind him as if he was there. You know, they were his uh his little robot buddies, which I find just kind of funny. Like it just looks kind of mm-hmm. funny.
1: Yep. Um, um, you know, and he's uh you know, so he's saying there he has control of the sentinels. We have these two kind of dueling things, like Mystique in there, ready to fight Nixon, uh Magneto ready to make his point. Uh here. We jump back uh to the future, um, we think that we've won, you know, or we've at least like had a serious You know, kind of a thing. Magneto looks down. He's been stabbed uh, by one of these pieces of metal. He missed one because he's he's getting rusty. He's like a thousand years old at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the sentinels climbs up behind Storm and stabs him in the back or stabs her in the back
0: and just like things off.
1: Yeah. Yep. Things start and it goes all in slow motion. It's super dramatic. They're crawling down from the ceiling. Like they did not get all of them. Um, and we're going to go from X man to X man in the future as their defenses fall and they die like heightening the stakes, like the people in the past fail, all these people will be dead. Um, and these little scenes are really cool.
0: Yeah. It's amazing um how much I enjoy X, watching X-Men X-Men die. <laughs> like if there's anything <laughs> this movie taught me, I just want to see like just increasingly numbers of you could just do like a death montage of how did Iceman <laughs> die? How did Dare or yeah. not Daredevil but um you know, I, I how did like, Dust die? Yeah. Like how did all of the X-Men die? Like I know they have that yeah. you know, the end series or whatever or the the, the end of Wolverine. Yeah, that's right? the, woo woo woo. Yeah, yeah, do yeah, yeah, yeah. nope.
1: yeah. X-Men the End is one of the worst uh, uh, comics that I've ever right but this stuff is, um, is really
0: good like all of these scenes are, are really cool like we you mentioned uh before that they just completely overpower bishop like they just fill him so much with energy yep. he literally explodes like i feel like they used uh like like particle that particle effects uh like um like practical effects to like actually see because you see like pieces of him coming towards the screen it's really funny um mm-hmm. they uh magneto like t- uses the power and like shoves all this metal against the, the entrance of the temple, which they also have blacked off. And he kind of rests against it after he's done. And very quickly, Kitty like goes and grabs him. It pulls him back through. So he's, he's in the temple at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where we get that cool Colossus portal thing where blink opens up the two portals and like me- lets him speed wave up. And then just like, he gets to slam into one Sentinel. Well, he, he's, it doesn't just like speed up. He, they use a portal. It makes him fall from the sky. Uh so he's using gravity and he's you think he's
1: just gonna be a missile and then she uses the uh the portal to change that downward trajectory to be forward trajectory and knock a sentinel away from the barrier Magneto's constructed. That's
0: what it was. Like yeah, it's yeah.
1: literally like you know, test chamber seven in portal. Um <laughs> you know, he's done it's super, super cool. Um but they're they're not they're not winning, you know, in, in the future. Like Magneto's made it come back to make his last stand, but everybody's you know everybody's getting fucked.
0: And you know the I love this because like, this is the first of the movie, right? Like we've seen this outcome before. We've seen the sentinels. We've seen that these are, our, our X-Men are our, our favorite, our favorite boys and girls are mm-hmm. completely outclassed by these sentinels. Like there's no way yeah. they, can, they can take them on. Um, so it ramps up the tension of everything that's happening in the past to a degree that otherwise would not be there okay. um, in the past. Um, uh, yeah. In
1: the past, beast and Wolverine uh, advance on Magneto Magneto. And this is a, a real serious villain turn for him where he just like turns to the sentinels. He says like, just do what you're designed for. You know, so one, like he's made them voice activated with his hacking thing. <laughs> Extremely but great. You could just two, do that with, like, uh, with
0: with with iron, by the way. That's really easy. A, to do. Anything.
1: Anything he puts bars into. Yeah. Like, Siri is literally Magneto. just
0: iron bars in your iPhone. That's all <laughs> yeah, that is.
1: Yeah. Thank goodness that Magneto was not around when there were actual like advanced machines. Um, hopefully he never sees a satellite. Uh, he, um,
0: so he, uh, <laughs> he has an uh, asteroid. If we don't get asteroid M listen, in my lifetime in a in a live action movie, I'm going to be very dude, angry about it.
1: <laughs> that would, that would be the best way for them to do spaceship in the next one. They oh, won't I would love it, but it I would be, love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is, this is a big turning point though, for him just to be like, I don't care if these mutants die. You know, like that's not what this is about. Like collateral damage is okay. Cause previous to this, he had always been, uh, that would have been the, the con, the, 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 uh, uh, con-, con contrast between mm-hmm. him and uh, 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 Shaw, right? So Shaw, they were both trying to get a team of mutants, but Magneto actually cared about them. Shaw just had them as pawns. Yep. You know, um, and Magneto eventually becomes that if you look at X-Men 3 where he's just like, there's a reason why you send the pawns in first. You know, like he does not care that mutants die. He just wants to get his goal. This is like the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's, it's a cool point. Um, beast goes into beast mode. Uh, Logan and beast try to fight some sandals. Logan breaks free and starts trying to, uh, get Magneto. There's a cool thing where Magneto's just hucking metal at him and he's just like pushing him out of the way. Um, but, uh, he hits him in the back with a bunch of like a big piece of concrete and rebar grabs the rebar out of it, grabs Logan and says like, so you're a survivor, huh? And then just tosses him as far as he can.
0: This is you know? so good. Like, uh, we we talked at the very beginning about how people were kind of upset about Wolverine being kind of the central star mm-hmm. in this movie and like being the kind of the big hero of all this thing, and then having mm. him get just just riddled with this rebar in the most painful way possible. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Magneto just lifts him up and just hurls him, and we get this great like really broad scene of him just falling into whatever. I think the shield people are going to fall into that at the end of Captain America 2 eventually but like that same <laughs> that same lake <laughs> um and he just you know sploosh and then he just goes straight to the bottom because of all the rebar that's that's really satisfying because like all of a sudden you know that's he can't do anything anymore now it's truly up to the people in the past that he's he was sent back to help and I think that's that's a great moment of removing Wolverine from any kind of agency in this movie
1: Mhm yeah agreed um pretty cool magneto what he's doing here is he knows that the president is in a bunker underground and he's searching around for it he's using it using his magnets to see if he can find it um and down underground uh the mutant detector goes off you know trask never goes anywhere without his mutant detector and uh he starts smart um, really i mean he's learned his (laughs) lesson it's true um he starts scanning the room Mm -hmm.
0: there Um, And we we get some back and forth with this Raven stuff. Uh, It it feels kind of superfluous at this point, but it's, it's going to set up something really good, which is, uh, you know, it's going to happen in a few minutes, but they, you know, they, they restrain Raven. Trash tells them like, Hey, don't kill her. I need her. Uh, And then when as Mm -hmm. at this point, Magneto has found the bunker and knows uh, and knows where it is. So he starts pulling it up out of the ground, which of course you know causes the people in the bunker to be able to shook up a little bit. The lights go off, um, and so you know as Raven is tussling around this, he pulls them up out of the White House uh, and then onto the yard, which is a fucking yeah. last cool thing to do. That's that's awesome.
1: Yep, it's awesome. And he uh, he starts giving his villain speech. There's all these cameras here again because this was an important thing. Um, they're going to shoot him. He takes all their guns. And I'm glad he says something here. Like, I always get kind of mad when someone doesn't, uh, when someone has a reason to be angry and is about to do some violence but doesn't say anything. You know, like, it seems like it happens a lot in video games, happens sometimes in movies. But he actually says, like, why. He's just like, you know, you built these machines to kill us. You did it because you're afraid. I'm here to tell you, like, you should be afraid. You know, like, we're not going to stand for this. It's a good Magneto villain speech. Um, And while this is happening, we cut forward and we see the actual consequences of this. Like, if you escalate the cycle of violence, you're going to lose um the x-men in the future are dying uh sunspot gets his arm cut off um you know trying to kill one uh the uh, uh one of them has like these lady death strike claws um yeah. everybody in the future is is dying and then we also cut to the mutants who are watching who are going to perpetrate this so quicksilver is watching he's like holy shit what did i do um toad uh <laughs> the note says frog <laughs> Sorry, so funny to me
0: gary i was getting <laughs> tired <laughs> <laughs> I was getting a little worn it's very out. very funny. I had to go. Frog, Frog this movie is, is a very watching, long movie. He's,
1: <laughs> yeah, he's just like, you know, you don't have to hide anymore. Like, we are going to be a thing here. Um, and, of course, Blink in the Future is the last one standing. Um, and mm-hmm. she's just trying to juggle, like, a thousand different balls at once. Uh, and eventually gets stabbed.
0: That's this scene of her um, basically, like, just continually using her, her portals to have the sentinels attack one another is so good because they kind of slow it down so you can see exactly everything that's happening in slow motion and it's just like the fact that she's even able to do this under this much pressure is impressive and then obviously she's mm-hmm. overwhelmed and gets stabbed from like 18 different angles but you know that's that's not her fault really um, no no
1: it would, it would be cool if she was actually like a character like i would you know she had more than one line
0: yeah me too me yeah, too. She's,
1: she's a great like power she's very capable and she looks really cool in action but she's not a character
0: no not not at all and I kind of wish I kind of wish she was too yeah 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 um we af- we we check interior, in with our buddies. Yeah, we check in our buddies yep. inside the temple and uh Xavier and Magneto are having this moment where you know Magneto says, like all those wasted years fighting each other's Charles, you know, why to have a few of those back? And I don't know if you've seen that. I'm sure you've seen that that going around with like this shot and then it's just a series of images of Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen hanging out at like gay pride parades and everything. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. really good. It's very funny. <laughs> Very fantastic. Um, um yeah, they did it the uh, the president back in the past the the president comes out of the of the bunker and says like and starts confronting Magneto but very quickly they go back into the camera goes back into the bunker we see Trask actually uh you know sitting next to the the real president and we we realize that that's going to be that's uh, not that's not actually Nixon that's Mystique pretending to be mm-hmm. to be Nixon um, yeah.
1: which which on its own in a vacuum is a very funny thing for Mystique to do. Yeah. Like just dress, pretend to be Nixon. Like <laughs> oh, oh
0: I'm I'm on Nixon. Oh, Again, uh, mutant and Proud <laughs> Mystique has to be like if she did if she didn't have like this whole chip on her shoulder about the mutant and proud thing, like maybe maybe she could be just a fun chick at a party. Like I bet she like has you, a lot we're, of we're describing Morph. Uh, <laughs> are shit <laughs> like, we absolutely are
1: <laughs> like, you know, it, like imagine if they made all these movies with just morph instead and it was just like him you know doing goofy impersonations and stuff like imagine if well partner, i'm and Proud.
0: Yeah. imagine if mystique had a baby with uh <laughs> with adam sandler you would get morph. <laughs> uh Charles,
1: you were always the one who took my sloppy joes. Um, <laughs> uh, not a mutant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: uh, so <clears throat> Hank has a good idea that he's been trapped in this in this car for a little while with by the sentinel trying to get to him. So he breaks out the serum that he's been using and he uses it to inject himself, which nullifies his mutant powers and causes the sentinel to de aggro. So this is this yeah. is a nice little de-aggro routine that he's got. Um, he then does a nice little diagro routine. Yeah, sure, that's what it's called. <laughs> um, because the is, because the Sentinels not chasing uh, Hank anymore, he turns it turns around and sees that both. Uh, the president and uh, Magneto are both mutants, which is how our first clue that it's, you know, not our second clue that it's actually uh, Mystique. And they start running over mm-hmm. there, which, of course, as the Sentinel starts running towards Magneto, he just starts ripping it apart piece by piece, which yep. gives Mystique enough time to whip out the plastic gun that she had and to shoot him in the neck.
1: Yeah, shoots him through the neck, like not yeah. to kill, but like you don't know whether she missed on purpose or not. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, it's a lot of precision to shoot somebody in the neck and to wound. You know, like I just want to give them a nice neck wound. Yeah, I want to give um, so them something, something to really
0: think about for the next 40 years when they're safe. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like, like, you know, if that had been, you know, a millimeter closer in, that would have got the jugular. You know, it, it's, it looks like she missed,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, to me. So pr- pretty cool. Um, she walks up, um, he kind of tries to entreat her, but she knocks him out
0: yeah and then she turns uh, around and uh and and points the gun at the president and Xavier yeah. does his freeze time routine and he shows up kind of behind the president to to plead with her again like find the better path you need to you, he has faith in her he's not going to control her he's not gonna he's not going to force her not to do anything but he has faith in her that she'll do the right thing and then he just lets her lets her go and lets her make the decision mm-hmm. um they uh, we go flash back to the future where the, the Sentinels are breaking into this room, uh, and very similar to the the opening scene. Like they're getting closer and closer to our heroes. And then everything kind of just fades out. Like the temple is just left alone. Uh, yep. and Raven turns around in the past, walks out, pulls the helmet off of Magneto and says something like it's, he's all yours, Charles. I don't know if yep. she does the accent or not. She probably yes, does. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, Xavier uses Charles powers to like help everybody, like lift all the cars off people and shit. Yeah. Mm. hmm um, uh, and then Xavier said, or Magneto says to Xavier, like getting to his weak point, just like, if you let them have me, they'll kill me. You know, he knows how to manipulate Xavier at this point. Um, this is, you know, as much as this is not a good movie for Xavier as far as being a good guy, like, this is a, about as villainous as Magneto's ever been, uh, in this series. Like, he's, there's not really a lot of shades of gray to him in this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like, this is, this is him being manipulative and being pretty, pretty gung ho and, and pretty evil.
0: Uh during agreed. this. Agreed. Yeah, totally agreed. Yeah. This this feels like it's uh like Magneto is a super villain. Like, like let's let's get that right. But this yeah. feels like the first time where he's he's leaning into the bit. Like his his call for brotherhoods, his call to rise up and you know against the humans and everything. Like this feels like I am literally going to take control of the situation. Like I've tried to work within the bounds, like I've tried to get Democrats elected, but I can't. So I'm just going to destroy the, the destroy the White House. Like that feels yep. like what this is by It's <laughs> all gotta go. By dropping a that baseball goes. stadium on it. Um <laughs> yep. uh, th- also uh raven gives a lingering look to uh everybody on the stage that's you know in love with her which is like 14 different people at this point i can't keep <laughs> <Yep>. up <laughs> and then she just she just leaves too and i think hank says something like are you sure you want to let him go and xavier's like of course i do uh yep. I don't, yeah what, whatever man <laughs> we love her bro
1: um and then we we move over this is uh, uh logan wakes up and like you know you were talking earlier about getting emotional like I don't get emotional for movies very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I love this so much. God, me too. Like man. I, I think this is so like sweet uh and such a like heartening thing. So Logan wakes up. Um, you think you know it's gonna be like a groundhog day or something. Like it's the same song in 1973, but he is in the fixed and reconciled future. Mm-hmm. Like he's at an idealized Xavier walking around seeing all his friends, like Bobby and Rogue in the Rogue Cutter together, Bobby and Kitty in the the kitty cut are uh, together um, <laughs> that's what they
0: call it the kitty cut <laughs> kitty
1: cut kitty, cut, kitty cut. um you know classes and kitty are teaching a class um kelsey grammar as beast like holy shit yeah like you know working that in like who's one of the the, the better parts of x-men 3 you know mm-hmm. uh walks mm-hmm. forward just kind of get ribs him a little bit um you know he sees storm you know who he didn't see die but we just did Yep. Um, so it's you know, nice I, to see her I don't like yeah. And I don't like Halle Berry Storm, but it's still like again very sweet. And then he sees sees Gene and it's like, oh, they got Famke Jensen uh back and it's just like it's so sweethearted. That, that
0: blew me away by the way. Seeing Famka yeah, yeah, standing there as Gene Grey, I was like, Holy shit, I did not expect it. I did not I, expect to see that happening at all.
1: And there's a like I mean I don't think that people who are going to think this listen to this show but like again there's there's a big backlash against superhero movies in general there is a there is a current of people who don't like these movies at all who are going to think that this it makes us simple for thinking this but like it's just very impressive that they managed to do in a comic book comic book ass in universe way reverse X Men three yep like this elegantly and this well. You know, like they, they brought back versus X-Men
0: one, two, and three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and the two Wolverine movies, like all of that shit is gone now, essentially. Yeah. We like, don't what, know, what is- but it, I mean, obviously I mean, we ended up at a similar point, but like we, a, a lot of that stuff could be like off the table.
1: Yeah. You know, the definitively X-Men three, some, uh, you know, probably some X-Men one and two stuff, mm-hmm. you know, in a, in just a way that is like extremely sweet. Like it's a really sweet scene. Uh, you know, I, I, I love it. Like it's, it's really, really heartening
0: the uh you know. the, the the chemistry between logan and gene gray or between hugh jackman and fabka mm-hmm. is so strong like i feel like since x-men 1 and x-men 2 and x-men 3 like they the two of them have more like heat on the screen yeah. than james martin batson martin Marsden, Marsden. Marsden, thank you and yeah. fabka ha- have ever really had um and it's yeah. it works for me like when he sees gene he kind of just like loses a shit a little bit he retains his composure but he's you could tell he's like kind of blown away and like literally like reaches out for her face to prove to him that he's real yep. When when all of a sudden fuck James Morrison's yeah. there. Scott Cyclops yeah. is fucking there. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> who we also we also thought we lost. Who yeah. is also
1: like a character I have affection for. Like I like him in these movies. Me too. You know, it's just it's very, very sweet. Like I just, you know, and he's he's acting all like it's really good to see you. And Scott's like, well, whatever. We don't like each other. Um, you know, but it's 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 really like a cute idea, you know. Um he walks into the thing, he sees Xavier. Xavier says, ah, you know, good morning. Uh you know, he's like, I could do some help with history. Uh Xavier immediately knows, oh, something actually did happen. Like Xavier remembers Logan coming back to the 70s, you know, doing this whole thing, but he never saw the alternate history. So this is the first that he knows that this happened. You know, so Xavier's like, ah, you know, that was real. Um, what's the, let's talk? Like, what's the last thing you remember? And he says drowning. Um, and then we see Logan being picked uh picked up by a police boat uh and striker, and we think, um, you know, okay, like this is how he got sucked into weapon X but then that turns out to be mystique uh i don't actually like that i don't, I don't I, even. I, I, I think this yeah is i wish own, it had no been striker yeah. i think that's a that's a cool thing for wolverine to have sacrificed yes Did to bring you. everything back and just like the, the the defining trauma of his life the reason he got that was to save the world that feels really good to me now we don't know how he you know he got presumably he still has metal claws and stuff because this is in the timeline of logan yep. uh you know so uh but it's it's you know i don't i don't know like it, it's a it it felt like this is just, you know, if you can have somebody turn out to be mystique, you might as well do it. You know, is, is, is what
0: it feels like a little bit to me. It does feel a little uh, over the top. Like it feels like, uh, like, Oh, you know, at, at, Two hours later, Mystique walks from, you know, the, the White House terrorist incidents into, like, commandeering a police boat and pulling Logan out of the ocean and having some machinations in mind. I don't yep. – sure, man. Like, okay, I guess. but or, or it could just have been Stryker. Like, if this is the way that Stryker gets Logan and Logan goes through all this bullshit and Weapon X is born and all this other stuff, like, that to me is way more satisfying than the than the, the Mystique eye gleam. So.
1: I agree. Cause the, and also, I mean, history has proven uh, us right in that because the Mystique eye gleam never goes anywhere. Yeah, you know, like that—that's the, the, never followed up upon. So, um, but still, you know, it's fine. I, I'm going to pretend to ignore it, sure. Uh, and then, we, and then we get the credits, and we have two uh, two post credit
0: scenes here. God, fuck! Yeah. I don't know if we talked about this with First Class, but can we just fuck off with this forever? I, I am so with done the with post credit with, scenes. With post credit scenes. I don't mind the one. Do you one, like how if, exciting if, it was
1: initially? I, I like do. That, yeah. that Iron Man one was so so amazing
0: yeah it and was,
1: now i find them extremely tedious like i don't ah, want to wait geez. for them i do i usually don't now now i go home and watch them on youtube like they're always the first thing to get uploaded <laughs> on, onto youtube from a movie
0: <laughs> so it's like so, i just i
1: just watch them at home
0: it's such a waste of time man like i just it's yeah. like these movies as they have gotten bigger and more complicated like the credit scenes for this one i um i want to say i skipped past like a good eight minutes That's eight yeah. minutes in my life <laughs> like, yeah it's and a, I appreciate I under, that a bunch of people read a movie and they, they deserve credit for it. I get that. But it's not like I'm going to go like, oh, man, the, <laughs> the the second assistant stunt boy or whatever. Oh, man, I can't believe <laughs> he did such a good job. Damien Gilbert. Can you, can you believe that guy? <laughs> Holy shit. Damien <laughs> yeah. Gilbert rocked this. No, yeah. like all of the all of the big important names are in the little splashy, you know, post credit. And then do your like do this flashy after the movie thing and then give me that post credit sequence and then just let the movie end. Like that's what we need.
1: It's a, it's extremely a post information literacy, uh, concern, you know, Mm -hmm. where like, I understand they want me to see who, who played a part. The, the, the reality is I'm going to forget that as soon as I see it. And if I ever want to know it, I will look it up, Exactly. you know, I have the internet. I do not need to look at this list of names. I won't remember and being held hostage in the theater at the end of the the thing to see all the people like that. It just feels hostile. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how much I've turned around on these like it used to be such a like a cool thing but
0: i used to be so excited for it and then but also i think they've also gotten a little bit uh tamer over worse. the years as yeah. they've uh because i'm thinking specifically of black panthers and i don't mind spoiling this now that the avengers Infinity war came out mm-hmm. but like at the end of black panther you wait 45 fucking minutes it feels like and then at the end oh bucky is there and you're like, Oh, we yeah. know Bucky's there. Yeah. We, number we one, saw I already knew Bucky off. was there. You're not like yep. bringing that dude an arm or anything. Or oh, does, does she bring him an arm? Does she, I does think she, she brings him an arm. She brings him an arm. So I guess she, he's bashing the fight, it. but yeah. I, but it, That's, oh, oh. it's not very exciting. No. you know, like, there
1: are ones that are really good. Like the, the first one where they show Thanos like an Avengers one that owns that, that's great. Like, it's like, Oh shit. Like that's, you know, okay. Um, there are good ones, but like in general, I am real over them. Yeah. And then they do them like, um, the Deadpool one where they just kind of like shitty, you know, the one that happens like mid credits for that one, which is like actually should have probably been part of the movie. there in mm-hmm. the new Deadpool and Deadpool two. Yep. Like, isn't a post credit scene, you know, like it, it is just, there is an art to making those as a tease, you know, and the, and that's what
0: you need to do. Yeah, you need to actually um, tease something. It's the yeah, problem. you exactly. need to have something and, and that some, you're, that you're talking about. Uh but let's let's it we, can't we, just be, we we haven't actually t- said what the post credit scenes are Yeah, so mm-hmm. I don't want to get too like much it, on the tangent.
1: For sure. It it is just like it, it either has to be um something that uh is a meaningful tease. It can't be a part of the movie. It also has to be like you have to have something to tease. So some of these movies aren't planned out far enough in advance to to do a meaningful tease. You know, as, as a thing. So they are a bummer but there, there are two of them here um the first one is trask ends up in the plastic prison that eric was in for for selling secrets mm-hmm. um that's not significant to the future nope it's just kind of a like what happened to this
0: character he does, got his, his just desserts does trask trask doesn't show up in apocalypse or anything right like there's mm-hmm. no there's no nah. reference yet. i didn't think so, so nah. i'm not worried about that um
1: the second one which when i saw this i was real into
0: it this um, i was 100 percent into yeah this this yeah. this was like oh, holy shit like let's go let's do this this yeah. is a uh, we see a desert and we see this figure standing there and the, the camera kind of swoops in and as we get closer we see in the distance like this pyramid being built but it's not being built like the normal way which is where you subjugate an entire population and force them to be <laughs> <getting>. <laughs> the um, easy way yeah instead this is the easy way which is using your, your crazy mutant powers to lift all these huge bricks and like make this giant um giant pyramid and as the camera kind of rotates around, we see it's this young boy uh, or really young androgynous figure. I'm not gonna say young boy, but like yeah. this, this relatively ad- androgynous figure who is blue. And then we see four people on horses in the background, which anybody with any kind of X-Men knowledge is like, holy shit, they're going to do apocalypse next.
1: Yep. Yeah. And I thought when I first saw this, I was, I thought this was a lady um, and was, was real into it. Like I wanted, uh, you know, it's like, Oh, they're going to make a lady, you know, apocalypse. That's real cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't happen. And then I was just excited because I like apocalypse. I wasn't thinking about how they did it. And then when they did it, which we'll get to this. And like on watching this, I think this movie is a little like mildly underrated. I don't think X-Men, you know, apocalypse is, is terrible, but it's not, uh, it was not as good as it could have been. It wasn't as good as I hoped. Yeah, we'll you
0: know. we'll get to it when they're there. I, I, I've rewatched it um, since, and I'll I'll rewatch it one more time for the podcast. But uh, it mm-hmm. suffers a lot for that from that X Men Three thing, which is where the first half of the movie is actually really good and enjoyable, and then the plot happens, and then you're yeah. like, oh, oh, all of this plot sucks. <laughs> like, I don't know, you, oh, you guys are just going to deal with that now. There's not going to be any more fun. to ha- Okay, cool, 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 cool.
1: Yeah, there's like a there's a big fight that is kind of good, uh, but it takes place in a big CG wasteland shitscape that mm-hmm. just doesn't look very good. You know, which is kind of the bummer of it. Like, you could have done this fight in a cool way, but Apocalypse needed to be about something a little bit more than he was, I think. Yeah. So, um, but it, it was damn exciting, like when I first saw it.
0: Agreed. So. This is this is something to tease. Like uh, this, waiting through you know seven minutes of credits for this is was actually useful because hey, that's going to be in the, that's the villain of the next movie. Like you were telling me who the villain of the next movie is three years before you release the movie. That's Baller making me wait seventeen minutes to see that Bucky is still alive and he gets his arm back. Like I could probably guess that because I think Infinity War trailers were starting to hit right then. Like you could see Bucky with his arm back in the trailer. So like what what are you teasing? Like I'm not. What, uh, what, what kind of arc would it be if he didn't? <laughs> like if it is he it's just, just left.
1: A, i'm not trying to say like if a, they a somebody without an arm can't be a can't be a superhero but like at the same time come on of course like it's it's the defining feature of that shitty character also not very important to infinity war
0: extremely like, not important to infinity yeah war. um i really assumed that he was gonna we don't have to get into this now but i thought he was gonna yeah. get like a, a fully up like wakanda teched up arm um yeah yeah I, but he didn't um So this has been a movie. Uh, The the ending of this movie, I think, is really strong. I think the Magneto stuff kind of loses me a little bit just because, like, what the Mm -hmm. fuck is the stadium there for? But I I like that he fully turns on his mutant brothers and also at the same time, like, ask a bunch of mutants to rise up in in brotherhood Mm -hmm. like 10 minutes after asking a robot to murder some of his friends, or at least fellow mutants. Um, A a lot of the, the ending a lot of the time stuff really really works for me. I, oh yeah. I know why they didn't but man I would have like I know we got that really really sweet scene in the future where the X-Men are doing great but I kind of wanted to see, like where's Blink at? <laughs> where's Bishop at? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I wanted a future check in even if it was like you know someone obviously that's uh, Bishop's parents are, are you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that we I don't it know. Like, I'm, I,
1: the post credit scene is just like two black people having sex, Sure.
0: or, is or it? just or not having sex, as the case <laughs> yeah, may be, right? Yeah, yeah because yeah. he he doesn't exist anymore. Just deciding not to. Yeah, yeah. Just, just like
1: you feeling up to it? Are You feeling it? Nah, not. I got a headache.
0: Hey, baby, you wanna? Got, uh, no, not right yeah, now. What, okay, yeah, I got diarrhea. I'm yeah. sorry.
1: Yeah, you know, <laughs> then just junk, 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 junk. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a. I would I would have liked to have seen those characters in the third one. Mm-hmm. uh, Me largely too. instead of what, and what they added in the, this is bleeding into, but it, we're so far away from doing apocalypse. It doesn't matter. Um, the characters they add to it are more X-Men. I, 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 I That's not the right word. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh-huh.
0: Um, they're more like standard issue X-Men, right? Like, yeah, they're, so they're Like not more, you, more not important to the X-Men, X-Men, X-Men. mythology,
1: mm-hmm. you know? Um, but, uh, I, they don't handle those very well. So, like, if you had taken—so, for the Horsemen, if instead of recruiting um, Angel and Psylocke uh, for the Horsemen, they had recruited Blink and Bishop, not only would you have cooler fight scenes, but that would have been an awesome consequence to this. Like, not only did Blink and Bishop lose their future, they went on a path that actually turned them into villains because of this time travel shit. That would have been very cool. Like, we would have had another thing, you know, they would have been much more interesting to see because Angel fucking sucks in the third one. Oh, my God. Uh, and, I, and I know that I think we're on different pages on this, but I don't like what they do with Psylocke either um, in the third one. And it would have been much more fun to see Bishop and, and Blink,
0: I think. Yeah, I, um, I don't think we're on different pages. Like, I think Psylocke is, is cool at the beginning. I just – she just – all, all of all of the apocalypse stuff like all of once he starts powering up mutants or whatever once he starts fabian cortez and them uh yeah. <laughs> they just get goofier and goofier outfits and it just becomes the most eye-rolling thing ever but like the first half of that movie has some has some strong stuff in it again just like x-men 3 starts really strong and it just kind of starts mm. going off the rails eventually and that's what that's what that movie feels like so we'll get there eventually though like we've got we've got you know a few months ahead of us of uh some avengers stuff um and some feedback mm-hmm. and then we'll probably get to that movie so yeah i'm excited um. about it
1: Yep. Yeah. If you have feedback for us, go to, uh, daysoffuturecast.com uh, slash feedback. Contact. Uh, or slash contact. Thank you. And is it daysoffuturecast.com or is it, it daysoffuture.cast? <laughs>
0: no, it's definitely did we, not. Did that. we get the dot cast? okay uh, It's just daysoffuturecast.com.
1: Okay. Just the, um, it's checking. funny because there, there's, so, yeah, <laughs> there's some of those that, um, you know, it's it's funny how arbitrary it is, those of the ones you can get. Mm -hmm. You know, for those, like, because there are, like, a bunch of uh, uh, suffix domains that they just don't allow, and it feels very arbitrary to me.
0: We were picking out um, uh, the domain for Monster of the Week, and uh, Mm -hmm. for a while, like, a good contender was limo because apparently that's a thing that you can get. And it just, it didn't make any sense, but we thought it would be like sticking people's, did he say dot limo? Like, yeah. yeah. (laughs)
1: Livery services are huge. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, it does feel, it does feel very strange with that, what you can and cannot get.
1: Yeah. Um, But that's the, uh, the place for feedback episodes. Next episode, we're going to be talking about the nineties Avengers uh, cartoon Avengers United. They stand. Um, We're going to be covering about two episodes of those a piece. Uh, until we get through that season, and then That's we'll great. do the feedback, and then we'll do another movie uh, after that,
0: which I am so. excited about—the uh, Avengers <laughs> and the movie. Like uh, we're, we're yeah. going to be running up against uh, some. I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess we start, need to start thinking about doing that Wolverine movie, even if it's before Duckstream because uh, yeah, we're going to after apocalypse like we're, we're going to be into some stuff but we'll be announcing what we're going to cover uh probably by the time we get to that movie episode we'll, we'll have you guys clued in you can always go to slash schedule to see when mm-hmm. we're going to be releasing episodes and what we're going to be doing i keep that updated with pretty much every major revision that we make so as as we ran out of the x-men animated series I, I started updating that and as we're getting close to running out of the avengers i'll start updating that as well so yeah always go check it and- out
1: and something to note, um, just, uh, as a housekeeping thing, like we will probably do, if, if assuming they support it, like big movies in two parts like this. I think this was a smart idea because this otherwise would have been a big long three hour episode. Yeah. Which like this isn't the show for that. So, you know, maybe not, you know, when you eventually get around to like Iron Man one, maybe that doesn't need to be two parts, but like, I don't know, Avengers probably does. Like that's a big long complicated movie. Like there's just you know like like we mentioned in the last episode like jeremy did nine pages of notes for this that's a lot Uh, there's a lot of stuff to get through
0: but it's also kind of important like i I think we could there's one of two ways you could approach these movies and i like getting into the nitty-gritty details of them because i think there's fun comedy to be had of them uh if we just did like a kind of a top of the you know like a, a eye in the sky kind of view of these and major plot points or, or whatever i think we'd miss out on a lot of the the fun of the movies and i like getting into the oh, yeah. i like asking questions like why did nobody in the pentagon stop them when they left the the the, the, the kitchen yeah. <laughs> or the things yeah. like that like that's that's fun so
1: yeah, yeah i think so too like i, I like this uh, this this is the approach we're definitely going to go with and this approach supports splitting like gigantor movies into two spots so this is uh you know that expect that to continue i think this is a successful experiment
0: you know um in like five and a half years when we get to it like the avengers infinity war saga right yeah yeah (laughs) between
1: (laughs) between those two movies it will be like five episodes of this show oh it'll be like two months yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) um which will still be cool because i like i still have not uh gotten a chance to podcast talk about that movie so the uh looking forward to that i just had to make sure i live until i'm Forty two, so I can do that.
0: <laughs> so You yeah. can do it, Gary. I can do it, you can do it. I, let's go to the gym together. I'm working right on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. let's get lots of vitamins. <laughs> um so if you like the show, the best thing you can do is support the entire network at patreon.com slash feed TV. Um that's very appreciated. And uh every little bit counts. Um the reason why the show exists is because of that. That's true. Uh the other thing you can do is leave us a rating or review on iTunes that helps more people learn about the show, which is great. Yeah, you know that in turn uh you know and the other thing i mean i guess also check out some other stuff on the network too there's so uh, many good you, shows uh, go
0: check out everything to guppy that's uh gary and his friend will talking about every item uh from binding of isaac and if you think that's all it's about you've never listened to abject suffering that's all i'm going to say yeah, about that. <laughs> it's,
1: it's not, probably the least like content to digression ratio <laughs> that we've i think it's probably worse than uh And it's 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 the only thing that show ever gets slammed for like negative reviews. It's the only thing they say is like talk about the items more. But then it's always just like this is plus one speed, man. What what the hell? Do you,
0: yeah, what do you want we, we, can, we but, gotta uh, do ten minutes. We can't just do ten minutes on plus one speed.
1: Yeah, it's just I just don't i don't know exactly what you want. Um, but it it, it is by far the uh the most digression. Uh, you can also uh
0: park. also check out radio free midworld i pop up on that podcast mm-hmm. sometimes and so does my wife um and it's it's a good time like uh, i think he's about to start by the time this comes out he should be in the fifth book of the dark tower series uh cole has been going mm-hmm. through some like kind of side material uh and some 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 uh extra material from the Stephen king universe uh but i'm real excited to get to that fifth book of the dark tower and, and talk some shit about it because I, I i used to hate it and i reread it and now i really like it so when yeah. i reread it for the show mm-hmm. i don't know what i'm gonna how i'm gonna land on it
1: you, so. who, where will you land
0: <laughs> who, who knows There's Come find out find at out. radiofree.midworld. I don't know how that works.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: uh, um, the So uh,
1: I think that, that's probably about it.
0: Yeah, that's it. Uh, we'll be back yeah. again in two weeks and we'll start with the uh, 1990s Avengers series. Look forward to that and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.
1: Yeah. Good night, everybody.